Greetings, nerds. This is Amy Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine, but I have one confession to, like, start this whole thing off with. Okay. okay. I have not watched the latest Dune trailer. <laughs> oh, all and right, well. Hear me out. I'm okay. doing this on purpose. Okay. I have seen the original Dune trailer, and it's still stuck in my mind. I don't want to know anything else about this movie. It okay. already is going to get my money, so mm-hmm. yeah. how dare Fair. it tell me more about the story. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I did watch the Dune trailer, and because it's, it is three minutes and 30-some-odd seconds long, I believe, and it was... I I was blown away i mean it it truly even i tweeted from our show account how it's like i felt like it was a a modern day epic uh, with with the scale and the um this you know the the cast i mean when when you're watching the trailer and you see the the people that and and also then you know they've dropped the the posters this week too uh to, to to remind you how what a phenomenal cast that they have put together for for this film, and and hearing Josh Brolin's baritone voice, and you know, and you know, seeing Oscar Isaac, and and, and even Jason Momoa in the trailer showing up and being, you know, and even though it's, it's Jason, and and you know, he has, you know, he definitely has a a mannerism and shtick to his acting, uh, but but it worked uh, it, it, with the scene in, in the trailer and. Uh, you know, I didn't think I was like I didn't think Aquaman all of a sudden or anything like that. But, um, but it, yeah, I mean the visuals, you know, really, um, just really just blew me away. And then of course, you know, just like the mashup that you that you that you tweeted out with uh, WandaVision and uh, uh, Loki mashup as far as the the scenes with the finales. Uh, the someone did the same thing with the 1984 version of, of Dune and the, yeah. the trailer, yeah. And uh, in not that it would take much to make, I don't you know, to, to make a better film than that 84 version, which I have watched bits and pieces of. Every nine times out of ten, when I've tried watching it, I always fall asleep. Uh, and but um, but this one is just going to be so you know. So, so superior to that, but not that it's a, not that it's a high bar to begin with, but um, right. but yeah, yeah, but uh, but I, I really think that uh, this is one of those films that's going to be uh, one that you know will will stand the test of time and really really live up to expectations for for fans of, of the book who are familiar with the source material and also people like us who really have no I have really not even really dip my toe into the source material whatsoever so yeah and and more, most importantly will it be the movie that finally gives Denis Villeneuve his Oscar mm-hmm. yeah because I mean the cast is one thing but you had me at him directing this yeah that yeah. man can direct he can <laughs> oh he can God. he can tell even us he can tell material are you kidding me yeah he, yeah crazy 
crazy, crazy. And also, yeah, and and you know, and also that they they you know it's been a heavy doom week because they uh, also announced that they have a new showrunner for the prequel series that's going to be on HBO Max. That uh, oh. Denny's also going to be executive producing on. So classic freaking Warner Brothers, just hedging yeah. their bets, hedging. Yeah. We like I I have no doubt that this movie is going to be good and probably liked by the critics. Mm. But success, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially depends on like we have a very fascinating threshold to measure success right now, mm. um, considering everything with COVID. I mean, all right. of the this week about Black Widow's sudden drop when when the first week it came out with the Disney Plus levels and it was this high bar this, mm-hmm. this um, 200 plus opening weekend and then all of a sudden it dropped to like what 20 yeah so, yeah it got beat by Space so, Jam which you know there's a lot of theories about what where that why it dropped so so I mean is it is it one of those things where people are like okay we saw it already, or you know, we bought it on Disney Plus, and we're going to watch it later. Or we know the we know the resolution to our story. I mean, I guess it'll be interesting with with Black Widow. I I'm going to hold judgment because I did I read some pieces, some thought pieces about how this is bodes badly for the MCU and stuff. I'm like, slow your roll. I mean, if, if Shang Chi has a stumble or Eternals and stuff, then we can talk about it. But I don't, you know, slow your roll on saying that MCU is like losing its losing its uh, power. It's 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 such a unfair criticism to make mm-hmm. because we came off of them an Avengers movie, right? Like there's the MCU Avengers movies, and then there's the one-off characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't care how long they've been a part of the Avengers. It's still a solo story. And those never do as well as when you have the team ups occur. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's just an unfair thing. And I, I, I don't, Shang-Chi is a brand new character. It's going to bring in a new world. I don't think it's, it's probably going to do a little bit better than Black Widow. Yeah. Um, But because it is new. And it's mm-hmm. refreshing, but I also don't expect it to do like Avengers n- numbers by any means. Yeah, Eternals or, will be interesting because yeah. Eternals, you're also getting that Guardians of the Galaxy team of people, and and we've been very much anticipating some of these actors um, joining the MCU. So it's just, I don't know. It's it's I. <laughs> At the end of the day, Disney doesn't care about moving t- ticket sales because it has Disney Plus and the number of counts G- Disney Plus has. But we're not here to talk about Disney Plus. We're actually, I was trying to talk about Warner Brothers and yeah. how stupid they can be. Um, so they're going to plan to make 10 movies exclusively for HBO Max. And one of them includes the new Batgirl movie, which um, the lead has just been cast as Leslie Grace from the uh, movie In the Heights. Yeah. What is your take on them not only doing Batgirl, 
but now deciding to do Batgirl exclusively for HBO Max and the news that this story will not have any ties into the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take them one at a time. So, so whatever Warner had their, I think investor day or something earlier this year, uh, they did note that they, that this was going to be on HBO Max, uh, and then today they had they had another investor day and um, shared that they're going to be doing a 10, 10 films that will exclusively be on HBO Max. So you know they're, clearly they're trying to build that property, uh, and and subscriber numbers are are going up. I mean they, I think this um, between all the original series that they have and uh, this model that they had for theatrical release and streaming release on the same day definitely has has worked for some of those things like for example god is love versus uh kong mm-hmm. so you know so there is that um as far as not tying into the batman you know when i heard that when they hired leslie grace and i know there were other uh, actresses um up for the role this as well uh, which was pretty fast. I saw once, you know, it was like one day where we got four people who were testing and then boom, we got someone. But I was surprised given that they went with a Latinx Af- African uh, American actress. It was for Barbara Gordon. I was, I was hoping that they would tie it to the um, Batman film, given that Jeffrey Wright, uh, he yep. was also an actor of color is playing commissioner Gordon in that film. But, um, so, but I, I guess they're just, I guess it's not going to be a part of that universe. So that's, that's kind of disappointing. It would have been nice to sort of build out, uh, build out the, the, the two universes and stuff, especially given that, you know, Pattinson's Batman is into his journey. When I guess it's his second year or so into his, his journey. So maybe and maybe that's why they decided not to not to do that. Um, uh, because of that reason that maybe this is too premature to have a Bat family uh, that early in, in in Batman's career. So right. uh, it just it it also feels I don't know like this is also some of the concerns that I have about the new flash movie um more so than even my belief disbelief that it's in production and being filmed mm-hmm. but i just dc they saw what marvel was doing they tried to do that it didn't really work and and now they're they're kind of doing this weird thing where they still have all of these characters and all of these stories to tell and their talent they're saying no we're gonna tell this story um and we're gonna play with this um robes gallery if you will but they're not gonna connect and and like we were chatting before we started recording tonight i just rewatched the season finale of loki <laughs> which, <laughs> which is so cool the more you think about the consequences to the rest of the universe like if loki mm-hmm. was standalone show that had no tie-ins to the rest of the MCU, I I would have been like, huh, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole gravitas of it 
stems from it being a connected universe. And I just, I don't know why it's so difficult for DC to do that when Marvel has done it in its sleep. Yeah, yeah. And I guess maybe they're, because of the what happened with the Snyderverse, they mm-hmm. are uh, backing off on it uh, because maybe they feel that trying to have a shared movie universe is just too too marvel like at this point as far yeah. as um as far as as far as a, from a production standpoint I, I mean obviously um the you know clearly there, there is a shared universe you know it, it, as far as the tie the tie-ins but i guess with on the you know the comics but in the live action world maybe they're just like okay we're just going to do standalone shows um and and because of you know, but and I guess they, you know, using the television universe with the Arrowverse with 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 Crisis and whittling down a lot of all the various Earths um, to 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 the ones that are remaining. Um, you know, we'll 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 tell stories on these and it, 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 with our with our with our own version of the multiverse, but we want you know what's happening on Earth twenty one. It's not going to impact what's happened on Earth Prime. And so. Yeah. I just foresee this happening, this playing out. Like if a few, if some of these other 10 movies that are made exclusively for HBO Max are based on DC properties, I foresee mm-hmm. the Defenders playing out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I don't recall if, if it was going to be DC properties or if it's just going to be, you know, taking like the netflix model or, or amazon and oh, just yeah. having yeah just yeah. their own standalone a mix for sure yeah yeah um in yeah. other dc related news um but on the smaller screen batwoman has cast gotham alum victoria katagina yeah victoria as the same character she played on gotham renee montoya in the show yep. and she'll begin in season three i t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. but yeah but apparently this the her renee and the gotham renee are two separate characters and also victoria is going to be a season season three regular so okay yeah so I, i'm very happy for the actress but this is why DC, DC continues to confuse me with its decision making. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, you you literally casted the same actress to portray the same character on a separate property, and yet you can't figure out how to make a multiverse work. It's just, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, I yeah. Well, I guess. I guess timelines would be a problem here because you know Gotham was set earlier in than than where Batwoman is at this point. So I I, I, I get that, um, but and, and maybe you know maybe you know I I, I didn't watch Gotham, uh, so but I mean if she were so I don't know how popular Renee's Montoya was on the show as far as like you know thinking maybe this would be a good way to bring in viewers. Uh, to 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 Batwoman, um, so so, but yeah, yeah, like, but as as we well charted here tonight, so the, the DC films and need, DC, we just need a TBA <laughs> to figure this all out and get a yeah. handle on everything. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Moving on to some Marvel news. Uh, this I, this put a smile on my face, and you knew it would, Will, but I saw the casting announcement that my man, Josh Segura, yep. was cast as She-Hulk. Like, not, he's not playing She-Hulk. Um, he is a part of the cast of the show She-Hulk, Will. Yeah. Um, we don't know the character. Please let him be a bad guy. Please. He does... He does that so well. Um, or a love interest. Either way, shirt must be off at some point in this show. <laughs> um, yeah, very happy. Yeah, I, I knew you would be. When I saw that news hit the wires, I was just like, oh, I got to make sure to put that on the rundown for Sarah this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm going to make that announcement. And then also on the not-to-be-forgotten upcoming MCU film Blade, they have hired a director, Helmer Bossom Tariq, to direct the movie. Um, and... And so vampires are, they're, they're definitely going to do that. They're yeah. definitely going to go to the vampires. Mm -hmm. They are. They are. Yeah. I guess he directed uh, one of the Res and Meds films. Didn't uh, I think I was reading uh, whenever I saw this announcement about his being uh, hired to, to direct a film. He didn't direct Sound of Metal, did he? No. Was, oh, okay. I haven't yeah. seen it. Haven't heard about it. Yeah. If, if he was the director of Sound of Metal, I would have been like, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure this movie is also good. But but see, again, another thing Marvel gets. I don't I don't know. Will be interesting analysis. Everyone mm -hmm. raves about Marvel's casting choices. They do a damn well job with their director choices, too. They do. They really do. And they're surprising choices. Mm -hmm. Like uh, people from TV shows that suddenly, here you go. Yep. Here's the playground. Do what you want. <laughs> yep, yep. And then, boom, they do these massive, well-directed films. I mean, and next thing you know, it's, you know, it's launched some careers. And, and then people, like you said, that uh, have track records or, or, uh, or, or lightning hit just hit the bottle, like for example, Chloe Zhao, uh, um, where, um, you know, where they're on their, on their way up in the, in the film world. And then another one of their projects gets an Academy Award, Chloe Zhao. And then, you know, and then now we can, you can put on that banner directed by Academy Award winner, Chloe Zhao, the Eternals. So it just gives that, you know, it gives that, extra level of like this is some serious filmmaking that you know martin scorsese uh that the mcu actually is yeah it's it's just i mean chloe zhao i i can't it's not that i forget about eternals or chloe zhao it's that i i just i i feel like November is going to be a marvelous time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I see what you did I, there. <laughs> I always, like, like, okay, let me put it this way. I, I think I said this to you back whenever the Oscars aired. Mm -hmm. They were not real to me this year, considering how 2020 played out. Yeah. 
Like the Oscars, the Grammys, whatever you have it, did not yeah. feel we, it felt like we were in this parallel universe. So, so that's why I always forget that she no, she did win that, mm -hmm. um, crushed it, and now she's about to drop a Marvel movie on us. Mm -hmm. yep. So, yep. all right, I think that's it for the headlines. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about two DC shows, love them or hate them. We watched them, and so we're gonna start things off with the season finale. It is the season finale, right? Yeah, it is. Yes, it was. <laughs> I always, <laughs> I never know these. I used to, I used to be so good about season finales yeah. and ultimate episodes, but again, these delayed se seasons, yeah, throwing me yeah. completely off to what's really happening. Oh, yeah. um, the Flash. Yeah. Will, yeah. what are your thoughts about the Godspeed finale? So, it, the finale, and I'll, you know, and I'll lump the penultimate and the finale together to, when I answer this question. It, you know, it, it helped close out a, a very average season uh, on a, on a overall positive note because the episode for me was enjoyable in the sense that uh it, it there were just enjoyable moments in the episode i think more so than the whole cohesive story itself so uh because you know I, re I watched it and then i did a rewatch of of, of of both and then you know and so my my Enjoyment level basically went from like, oh, this was this was this was good, to like, it was alright, but I had some it had some great moments in each one of the each one of the two episodes. Um, so always the optimist, and I'm always <laughs> the optimist. Yeah, okay, I'm just gonna start with my first bullet point. Okay. And that's that wasn't my first bullet point. Well, maybe I wrote that for him. Yeah. Okay. Bart Spawn is a god force after he killed Uncle Jay in front of him. Um. Then they did the the audacity. Will the audacity? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's a lot of Jay Garrick fans, and I'm sure he meant a lot to Bart. But mm -hmm. no, 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 no. You do yeah. not compare that loss to Barry's loss of his mother. Amen. That's just that was yeah. the first strike. It it was it yeah. was like we're just gonna do this, and Sarah, you're gonna have to accept it. And I'm like, no. And I just and I held that like a torch throughout these these last two episodes. The moment they did, I'm like, there's no turning back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the audacity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I I, I really that, that, and that's that's part of. Well, that that was one of the things that was rubbed me the wrong way when they had that moment, and 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 well, because, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it was just, I mean, Jay, yeah, because I mean, for one, part of the problem is we just met Bart, <laughs> yeah. So, and and while we have had a connection in this show with Jay since season two, once we finally up, you know, realized who that. Um, Hunter Solomon, you know, pulled the you know pulled the switcheroo on us. Um, 
we've seen Jay throughout from subsequent episodes, you know, but he's still, yes, you know, for the he's the OG Flash and everything like that, but it's still not the same, you know, emotion. You know, he looks like Henry, but it's still that that visceral killing of by a thawn of killing Nora at the very beginning, which kicked everything off is, you know, we don't have that emotional involvement there. And the other thing too, that has been really bothering me about the show lately is they, to me, they, in some regards have diminished Nora's murder by, you know, having Nora, you know, show up as the, the speed force, um, God this season. You know, I think it worked okay, you know, I guess a few seasons back when they had the, the episode that was directed by uh, Kevin Smith, The Lovable Dinosaur, I think it was what it was called. And, you know, Barry goes into the Speed Force and we and we see it. And, you know, and she's there as a personification of it. But they, they overused that trope so many times. They did it last, I guess, last season pre-crisis. And then, and now with the Force Wars, it, they took it, they, they really diminished it by by doing what they did uh utilizing her this way no you're you're a hundred percent right i mean they they already knew they had diminished that death so maybe that's why they went for the comparison which it just i mean give us a full season with bart give us a full season with bart and jay then kill him like we need attachments right can't you can't throw out these things and it's really hard to the stake of the future, a future we don't really understand. And, and it, and it all feels like, well, if you, if you defeat Godspeed in this time, what happens to the future time and how can you be so sure it's for the better? Um, And and really uh, what, what also bothered me is there's all this, He's my thon, and yet at the end of the day, Bart doesn't really even get to take him out. No, exactly, and he doesn't get to take him out, and that that was another problem with it too. Is like he, if he's Bart's thon, the that there was there was no like real establishment of that that threat there to mm-hmm. to Bart. So you know, so you know, even if it had just been a few, just a you know, take a. Cut, cut, cut! One of the scenes with with Chuck and Allegra, and 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 really focus on the establishing the why Bart felt that way to at least at least to connect the dots and stuff. And plus, I mean, and plus, you know, speaking of Godspeed, um, he never was ever had reached the the level of a threat that Thawne was. Mm-hmm. And it and 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 is so again. It 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 just kind of rings hollow from a viewer standpoint that we've been invested in this show for seven years now, and you know to throw something that that line out like that, and and just like what was, was said in universe in the show, like don't throw that out at me when you know what that means, right. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, none of us get that. Barry doesn't get that, given that he just met Bart that day. We don't get mm-hmm. that as a, as a viewer. So I just thought that was a very, that was one of the very problematic aspects of the episode. 
yeah of the, of, of the penultimate and the finale yeah the uh, the other problematic aspect was um all of the freaking godspeed clones mm-hmm. looked like putties from power <laughs> And every time they would randomly appear and start fighting each other in the street, it Mm. was freaking laughable. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it looked like a scene (laughs) from the Power Rangers. (laughs) It's just, up your freaking game. This is not right. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just, like, that whole scene with Joe and the agent whose name I forgot, which was another problematic piece of this whole season, is she suddenly in the last episode realizes she has speed powers, too. Yeah, yeah, she is a managing, too. Yeah, and I guess... Yeah, yeah, and I guess, you know, and I, it the Joe arc with Kramer was so, like, latched on in so many different episodes and small bits and pieces there, I kind of, like, kind of glossed over it because it just, mm-hmm. I just felt that they were underutilizing them, and we've talked about that this season uh, uh, while we discussed the show, and so, you know, and plus I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that in Black Lightning <laughs> I mean, so, with Gravedigger, and, yep. uh, and uh, and later Lynn, as far as you know, the that ability. So I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah. So like I said, there were enjoyable moments. Like the the moment that was enjoyable for me, one of the more enjoyable ones was speaking of Jay Garrick was seeing Jay like use his helmet, uh, like Captain America shield, and and taking out the taking out the Godspeed clones. I mean, those those were the enjoyable moments that I that I did like uh, from the from the episode. And I and so th- there was that piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even. And, 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 yeah, and, and Grant, you know, I think even though I thought the uh, the the Godspeed, whenever they were in the chapel uh, with um, with August, whenever he, when he went into his mind, I, I yep. felt that uh, I felt that was a bit. I thought Grant did a hell of a job there, uh, especially uh, given that we had a little bit too much mustache twirling by 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 August, uh, which I guess they were trying to contrast that with with August and that was in Star Labs, not knowing his memories and and, and what why he was so evil. But you know, and the whole Cecile thing with the uh, oh you have you have good in you, you're not going to do these kind of things. That's like. All right, y'all. Y'all been playing that beat for on and on on how many times? So we know he's going to turn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, so it was just like, you know, they were, yeah. like I said, it was enjoyable moments. It's, it, it, the, I mean, the season did end on an upswing uh, as far as like, because I, I, I mean, I, I think we both charted how, and even I was just like, damn, they're about to lose me with the, the whole Force Wars thing. I mean, I, I, I was really, I was really down on that earlier this season. And that's the other thing, too. If they had, like, used those, other, you know, maybe had compressed that story, that, that graphic novel a little bit and, and built up the threat of Godspeed, the, you know, maybe, you know, I would have been fine if, you know, it, it, give us some kind of foreshadowing of the of the, of him harming Jay Garrick down the, few, down the way so that whenever we did have the moment and the, when we were finally introduced to Bart, um, it would have more emotional resonance. So, yeah, 
And and I've, I just I just want to end on this note. Um, I thought Tom Cavanaugh was done with the show. Well, he was done as far as a regular, but he did um, did have the, op- the option to come back uh, because he was supposed to be actually done at the end of season six, but COVID because they had to cut short, they um, they had to uh, he got carried over into the beginning of season seven, and then of course when the Wells is finally dissolved. They they ended that, but and that was that was one of the moments I did enjoy with the show. Not the not the lightsaber fight. God, I I, I cringed when I watched that. But seeing Fawn back, and 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 just the whenever he and Barry were standing there, and Barry was like supercharged, and Thawne was just like ready to take him out. Uh, you know, and I loved how Barry used Thawne. You know, use Thon's motivations against him, which is like, you know, the only person that's going to kill Barry Allen is me. So that was a, another enjoyable point, and that hark you know, that reminded me why this is they're just why Thon is just the best villain. Uh, like, for, like, don't get me wrong. I, I yeah. like that moment yeah. for everything that you just explained, and and I also, I, I mean, there's a reason why season one is a perfect season. Mm-hmm. And because of this dynamic and the you you did have a great villain to contrast with your hero. Um, it just it continues to confuse me as most DC related things do <laughs> with this whole I'm no longer a part of the show. I am a part of the show. I'm no longer a part of the show. I am like Cisco. Are you kidding me? Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two episodes. <laughs> Okay, everything with Caitlin. Caitlin comes in and out. I I can't keep track. Now there's a clone of her who's Killer Floss, and it's just, oh my god! It's it's, these these things like make the reduce the stakes that much further because I Mm -hmm. I don't really I I wonder if that had been the ending of a maybe a season five how i would feel going into mm-hmm. like theoretically six seven the final few seasons um and and i get that they have to return to it because at the end of the day that's that's really what's gonna be the final showdown but yeah, yeah. i don't know it a lot yeah. of a lot of choices that confuse me on a regular basis yeah, and it, it, it gets yeah, and I want to read articles, you know, when they're while well, as a showrunner and talks about we want to do this and we're going to do that and and I wish we had done this and, and and it's just like well, Eric, you have all these great ideas, you're you're you're, you're spilling out in these interviews, integrate it into the show. I mean, if you need to like revamp your writers' room or you know if you need to like, I mean, you're a showrunner now, and if you need to step back and like not write because he was I think he penned he was co wrote the 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 finale. You know, if it's one of those things, and I know COVID messed up a lot of stuff too. I mean, there, there you know, there's some things that they probably conceptually w- w- would have liked to have done differently, but because of all the protocols and stuff, they couldn't do it. But, but, but then there's just just very odd. I mean, I thought you know, one of the things that with this season was that 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 has been problematic that we've talked about ad nauseum at this point. Is they over they overstuffed too many things um, in, in into these episodes 
and so and, and and which which ends up hurting them because then you, you it feels as you were saying less cohesive and 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 also very confusing as far as like you know what are these beats and and, and, and like you know like for example with with the one of the enjoyable moments other than Nora doing a snap of her fingers to to get rid of the god speeds uh was the the power levels i mean some weeks the speedsters are like indestructible and then next week it's like barry's getting you know he he's like back to season one barry where he's just learning how to learn how to use his power so it's just it's just a lot of just sometimes inconsistencies there but i did i did see moving to season eight speaking of eric wallace he did say that with next season as we as we as we close the book on on season seven uh that Barry, we will get the Barry who is more confident. The Barry we're familiar, with, like a lot of comic book readers are familiar with, um, more confident. We won't have these relapses that we we've seen. So I'm I'm hopeful that as we move forward into season eight, which you know, depending on what Grant decides to do, given that it's like as his final year of his contract, um, we, we we will get a more confident Barry. And yeah. you know some of the the, the the things that we've we've had quibbles with, we we won't see that anymore. So I feel like Will tells me this at the end of every Flash season, so we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. see. We don't. We, yeah, we'll we'll see. We, the only only cliffhanger we had really is just like when is Thong going to show up again? <laughs> Which we have all the time, <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> all the yeah. Um, all right. The other show that aired on the CW network this week was Superman and Lois. Um, This episode was fine. It's definitely not my favorite. Um, The ending of last week's episode really kind of, it didn't piss me off. It just irritated me because it was kind of like, yay, we won. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, and, And they clearly didn't think that. Um, because Clark was um, interrogating Edge the throughout the episode, and so he knew it wasn't over, but but everything was going to part of plan. I found this episode to be sixty percent of the time very much like ending, trying to wrap up and progress the the character beats mm-hmm. to move on to like the final chapter of this season um to to like start the end game it was kind of a moving of point a to point b um as we as we set up the the next cliffhanger and everything and and there was aspects of i i really found about the first 20 minutes to be boring and then there was the great fight between clark and lois and it brought me right back into the show it brought me right back into the episode and and that's what i needed i needed the, i i i didn't realize it watching the first 20 minutes but i really needed to be like okay so what's the conflict here mm-hmm. what what are they getting at and and um it, it felt like a real marriage yeah um argument it did despite it being basically about um my husband i have a problem with my husband giving away the one thing that can kill him 
to to another person like letting that secret out and and Clark saying but but you're also protecting the world from the one thing that can like he can't protect it from um and I thought that was a really good argument and fight and I, I like I said it pulled me back into the episode yeah yeah 100% 100% that uh that conflict, I was joking with my wife. I was like, "Yeah, we, you, yeah, uh, we." I was like, "I was telling her about this week's episode of Superman and Lois and that particular scene, that scene with them, and and and, and also just a, yeah, also being a parent too. Like, you know, given that both boys had like done stupid things, <laughs> I mean, at yeah. that point it was just only Jonathan who had. I mean, uh, you know, um, Jordan who had like. Um, uh, skip school and stuff and That's got awesome. in trouble yeah yeah and then and so she was pissed off with that but she's like i gotta have enough anger to deal with you right now i'll deal with you later i gotta go deal with the teenager right now which is a very like you know i think you know i was like that was a very realistic moment that day that they portrayed in that show uh to, to deal with you know deal with the kids issues but you know but there's still this other thing that you like you went off and did this without talking with me first kind of moment so you know so it was very realistic there um yeah uh and i think that's what I think that's one of the things i think that's been you know as i was telling you before we recorded why i think this show this really has been one of my favorite shows of, of late uh because even though it's in a superhero world they 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 do a really solid job of you know having mature characters and and and, and mature choices which you know contrast to you know other shows when we were talking about sometimes it goes the easy comic book way out like you know for this this is this is still example that i that i shared earlier um you know is one that comes to mind so but to your point about the first twenty minutes, uh, the other the other conflict that I thought was this, was really uh, well done in this show was the, two of them actually. One Lois's conflict with Chrissy mm-hmm. uh, over the journalism story, and again another great discussion between Clark and Lois about journalism ethics and and, and you know when Lois grappling with um, uh, you know being complicit in a cover up uh you know fighting against their instincts to, to to get the story out and then the other the other um conflict um is uh that it, with 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 the langs and and the town mm-hmm. and and how you know and and really you know stripping off the veneer of the of the genteel small town when but and, and when you know when something goes wrong and everybody's looking for a scapegoat uh and, and blaming uh cal for for all this uh when really edge was the issue but you know how easy how easy you can go from hero to villain <laughs> when something when things go bad yeah i oh superman and lois <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day that what they have been consistently getting right is more of the family drama mm-hmm. than even the Superman stuff. It's it's a they're doing a great job of prioritizing how they write the conflict occurring within the family unit 
mm-hmm. and 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 wrap it in this this um, in this um, foil of the the Superman legacy and the 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 superhero elements of it all, um, so that it doesn't feel like dumbed down, and yet mm-hmm. at the same time, it also still carries this weight of. No, this is we are watching a Superman show, and and I think in the past both you and I have admitted this character has never been one of our favorites, and yet right. between this incarnation, Krypton, one or t- one and a half seasons of Supergirl, they 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 seem to be getting it right on the small screen. Um, this world, um, mm-hmm. I don't know why they can't get it necessarily a hundred percent right on the big screen. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to start a debate about Man of Steel whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'm not. Um, gonna, I'm not gonna, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I, I think that this show shows like it, it really is reminiscent of some of the elements that really did work that first season for the Flash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we say that every week as well. Um, Beyond Lois um, and the whole journalism debate, we also had a continuation of the Lang storyline, who are suddenly outcasts um, by this town. Lana's growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, her her entire family. Um, just just because she she, I mean they they've done a good job of continuing to remind you that. Smallville means just as much to her as it does to Clark. Yep. Yeah. And and how both of them made different choices, which led them to the families that they have now. Um, but it's I don't know. It's it's good to to have that like that human friend who yeah. will never get powers anytime soon. And yes. And at one point, she wasn't reincarnated by. Clark's mother, whatever. Yeah. Um, the other, the other um, thing that I really like what they what they have done with is John Henry Irons. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Jonathan continue to have these brief moments of scenes together, and I'm very curious of where that leads in the long game um, because. They even in this episode, they had a moment and and it was starting to build and then Clark interrupted it. He's yeah. like, I'm the kid's father. No, he, he didn't say that. But in my mind, no, he, he, did. he might as well have said it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I'm just it's, it's gonna It's very interesting, though, because considering Jordan has powers and we already saw a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of kind of you're able to bond with dad in a different way than I will ever be able to. Mm -hmm. Now you have John Henry Irons, who is a formidable foe, but nowhere close like power level as Clark and, and who has a very different understanding about war and fighting and, and Jonathan like clearly has, has, kind of relates to him so yeah. i don't I, I just i hope they don't rush it 
Um, but it is something I'm definitely keeping my eye on. Yeah, you know, I, I hadn't hadn't really thought about that until until our discussion this evening. But you're right; they they really are uh, trying to. It, it, I guess have a, you know, given that Jonathan like went into the trailer and saw you know was the one you know was the member of the Kent, Kent family that saw what happened on on the other Earth and. Um, alternate universe uh, before before I think before the rest of them knew what was going on yeah and and so um, so yeah so they, they they you know from those early episodes they started establishing this relationship between the two of them and I, you know and I think you're right it, it could end up being a situation where uh, John Henry is sort of a a, a, a a mentor type figure to to Jonathan moving forward uh, as as given that um, yeah, obviously he doesn't have powers, but uh, but you know because of, because of these small moments and these interactions and that that they've been having. Yeah, I mean Jonathan was the one to really convince John Henry Irons that that no, you can't kill my dad. My dad's mm-hmm. a good yeah. dad, like yeah. more so than I even think Lois did. I think you're right. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I I really like that because I, I can see them playing a really well-constructed long game where mm-hmm. obviously one of the one of the foes kills John Henry Irons and then Jonathan just goes about town and is saying, that's my thawne. Yeah. <laughs> no, the st- no, they're, yeah, they're not going to do that? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's DC. They can't connect the universes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of connecting universes, I guess Diggle's been like showing up everywhere <laughs> all, all, all the shows. I, I guess he so was in... weird. so weird. Yeah, so weird. yeah. I, I, someone was asking, was inquiring on our on our Twitter timeline. I think last week when Diggle showed up about the you know what uh, post crisis Diggle and 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 um, I think it was actually it was Jeff who was on our show a few weeks few few weeks back. Um, how, how does Diggle, you know, not know how, basically like, how do they have Lois and Clark have teenagers when, I guess when, when before I think Lois was just having, it was, I think she was expecting just, I think a little girl or a little boy, this one kid and how all that, you know, how they've been retconning things with, with, you know, with earth prime. Uh, post crisis, and I don't think they ever did. I don't think we've ever gotten a fully good resolution about that. But um, it, but um, the only thing I can figure is our our Lewis and Clark. But I mean, but yeah, but but Diggle and Superman knew each other, so uh, somehow somewhere along the lines, whenever the two Earths combined, Lewis and Clark had their kids super early. Pre pre crisis and post crisis, things got switched oh, around. The, That's how they got a team. The whole, the whole Earth combining totally re retcon yeah. Superman, who was introduced yeah. in Supergirl. So yeah. don't yeah. think too much about it. Just accept yeah. it and move on. Yeah, true. Yeah, but they, but they, but the the retconning definitely is for the better. Uh, you know, for, for for the character. I mean, I think they. Did a good job of introducing him in one and a half, and especially when you know. But you know, clearly, he was not going to be, you know, for obvious reasons. You know, Supergirl's the lead, 
So he, he couldn't ever eclipse her in, in those other pre-crisis, but yeah, but post-crisis definitely he 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 is the he is the lead. And I, I, and speaking of relationships, I I like the way that uh, John Henry and Clark are moving forward too. Um, yep. In particular, you know, given you know, when they had to you know hunt down Lars, and you know, and the little fist bump there. But also, more importantly, is whenever with the with the resolution of of basically being the the seven seven three four order protector, so that if 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 Clark ever did go um, rogue, John Henry would be the one that would have to take him out if he had to. Um, and, and that was another another great depth of storytelling that they did this week too with with Clark. When he was talking to Lois about why he thought he was, you know, telling General Lang why they needed to keep the weapons, because you know he did have that moment of feeling that that freeing moment, because he he admitted that you know I, I do hold back, and whenever he was under, you know, when when Edge was trying to turn him to, you know, I guess I guess and I guess I assume he was trying to infuse. Um, General Zod into him, um, you know how it felt good in some respects of like being free and not having to hold back. So I thought that was another honest, you know, good storytelling honesty moment about, you know, yes, I, you know, it was grounded because it's not this fluffy like, oh, you have a great heart, you'll never do anything like this. But he was like, Lois, I could. It's happened. We saw it once. It can happen again. Yeah. No, I agree. I I liked all of those moments as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, full speed of head on the show, even though they take most random breaks, but yeah, yeah. Everybody's taking, yeah, everybody's taking the Olympics break. So they're not coming back until August 10th. Yeah. 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 Well, until then, um, will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can follow me at SJ Belmont. Please follow our crew on Twitter at CNN Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.